didn't stress test this list at all. I just wrote it in like the most unhinged EXO format I could think of. Your EXO has been downing whippets. <laughs> now he's ready to go. Commander Burke would never. Well, he's missing out. <laughs> Welcome to Depth and Distance, where we break leadership down into small, manageable skills rather than treating it as one single skill that everyone should just know. And this week we're talking about delegation. For the full breakdown and the chart that we reference, you can check out the written substack that comes out on Thursdays. Basically, the idea here is that you can take on some tasks. You have to be able to give a lot of your tasks to other people for a number of reasons, based on subject matter expertise, resources, lead times. And that is how you, one, prevent yourself from getting overcommitted and burnt out, or your people from getting overcommitted and burnt out, and also how you grow new leaders by giving people opportunities to try and practice skills. And I typically think about breaking this down by giving people who are subject matter experts, like my NCOs, like my chiefs, um, or my LPOs, people who've been there, done it, the high impact tasks, and giving people without that subject matter expertise the lower impact tasks, and then thinking about how many versions, how much mentorship oversight is this project gonna have time for? The less time you have for that, the more fire and forget you're going to need that person to be. And when you break this down, that is how you're able to take on the risk of giving tasks over to more junior personnel, which helps them build the skills they need to become those more senior personnel, officers included. So I hope you read the Substack and are ready to try the leadership challenge with us. It's really fun, or it was really fun to record. I hope it's also fun to listen to. And thanks for joining us. Okay, so we're gonna go the distance. We're gonna do the leadership challenge and try to apply the delegation skills that we've learned in, I'm not gonna call it like a, like a real life scenario. I hope your exo never does this to you but like, like the worst day back from leave ever. And before we get to what EXO is going to task you with, I'm actually gonna do this with someone else because we'll probably disagree in exactly how we do this. And I think that's important because a lot of these skills, there's like an art and a science. There's a lot of nuance to them and discretion. And so hearing how different people would manage some of these challenges, I think is important in learning your own style and how you want to apply them. So without further ado, it will come as no surprise to anyone who knows me or follows me on social media. My first guest is Taryn Travis, former Lieutenant Taryn, the other, the other Travis, the other Lieutenant Travis. First, are you the artist or the scientist in this process? Oh no. I think between the two of us, I'm the art and you're the science. Oh, oh. Oh, you think it's backwards? I thought it was the other way around. (laughs) I thought I was the artist. Oh, we can't even agree. Perfect. This is gonna be great. Yeah. This is good. Anyway, if you wanna introduce yourself. Uh, yeah, so my name is Taryn Travis. I was a lieutenant in the United States Navy. Seven years active duty, four years in the Navy Reserves. I was a supply corps officer. Uh, yes. <laughs> I was a small boy sailor stationed on board the USS Jonas McCain. Uh, the ship was a small boy. Yes, not, not me. As our toddler is a, I'm a uh, big boy. I'm a big boy. <laughs> uh, tin can sailor, how about that? And from there, I served with the West Coast-based SEAL teams at Log Sioux One and 
Coastal Riverine Group 1, which now has a name change because, of course, they do. Anyway, Expeditionary <laughs> Forces. And then also with U.S. Forces Korea in the reserves. So, so literally like the opposite career of me. Yeah, and then I decided to pivot hard <laughs> and become a physical therapist because... Side note, completely unrelated to the leadership ta- challenge, but I'm the reason you quit the Supply Corps. You are which the reason is, I quit the Supply Sorry, Admiral Epps or whoever else is listening. I really love being in the Supply Corps, no matter what the staff core haters say. And it took like a year of us hanging out for Taryn to be like, so there are people who really love this job? And I was like, yeah, I love this job. <laughs> and you were so like, I need to get the hell out of here. <laughs> so I'm, a, uh, I'm a physical therapist at Yale University. I'm trying to shed this veteran status and return back to the Navy. Uh, while the Navy has its challenges, Definitely. I do love it. I think it's a, a worthwhile endeavor. And most importantly, for the last, what, eight years? Even my go-to mentor, no offense, Captain Perez and Captain Rapley and everybody else out there who gives me great advice, but nobody's in your corner quite like your spouse. So I think he's a great mentor, but we have very different backgrounds and experiences and obviously don't agree on who's the artist and who's the scientist here. So we're going to see how we do with this leadership challenge. All right, so you're back from leave, you're walking past the Exo State Room, and he calls you in. And this is what he has to say. Welcome back, I have a series of tasks that need your attention and management. Your ability to delegate effectively will be vital in handling these efficiently. Let me go through them. Hopefully your XO never goes quite as fast. We need a comprehensive briefing on the updated training protocols prepared by the end of this week. This is important because it impacts the whole ship's training plan. Next, there's a command picnic scheduled for next month. And while it's important for morale, it's not like mission critical, but please head up the planning. Within the next couple of days, we need our emergency contact list for all personnel updated. You'll be my touch point for that. And with hurricane season coming, this is gonna be incredibly important. By the end of the month, conduct a stock check of our non-essential supplies so that we can just, you know, know where we're at. A report on the recent field exercise needs to be drafted by tomorrow. It won't go beyond my desk, but like, I need it soon. I need to know where we're at. Looking ahead, we have a joint training exercise in three months. This is key for our operational readiness. So please draft up your divisions part of the plan and get it to me for review. Also, it's been a while since the wardroom did anything together. Can you organize a team building event within the next week or so? Within three days, I need to audit our recent mission reports for accuracy. These are gonna go to the Commodore, so be precise. And please compile a list of equipment needed for our upcoming deployment by the end of the day so we can turn any shortfalls over to supply. Please evaluate and propose upgrades to our comm systems as well. I need three options for the CO within, I don't know, like a week or so. She's very concerned about it for our upcoming deployment. Your judgment in delegating these tasks appropriately will be critical. Prioritize based on impact and urgency and ensure the right people are on the right tasks. This is an excellent opportunity to showcase your leadership and organizational skills. Let's get to it. Yo, XO, I haven't even had my coffee yet. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Just let me like walk to the wardrobe here. All right, so cue Jeopardy music or whatever. Remember when you used to actually have to take notes as fast as somebody was reading that paragraph? I was about to say, pro tip, ask your XO, hey, is this unclass or class? And then if it's unclass, be like, sweet. Slapping down my voice note because you talk too damn fast, man. I need help. I have two brain cells left and they're both fighting for third place, man. Let me go. Command. Uh, All right. So we have 10 tasks. Do you have 10 tasks? I have 10 tasks. Okay, cool. So far, so good. There's 10 tasks. So the first one is a training brief. And I have that as due at the end of the week and a high priority. 
I initially wrote it as a high, based on what I've listed out through the rest of my stuff, it went a little lower down my list. Okay, fair enough. <clears throat> That's fair. That's fair. Because I actually gave it, I kept it for myself, and I typically give myself low impact things. So I ranked it high and then, <laughs> and then treated it like <laughs> low. So fair enough. Why did you rank it low? So again, it was like looking a little bit at the broad picture on stuff, but we have some things that are due out to like the ship's skipper. We have some stuff due out to Commodore. And some of this, that as I was going through it, echoes like the cliche line of if everything's a priority, nothing's a priority. Yeah. Uh, so it, some things got to be chopped down. Yeah, I think that's fair. I had this as a high priority, but when I was looking at like how I spread work out among mm-hmm. the people I was like delegating to, something that's internal, even if it's impactful, like the Navy's gonna train. <laughs> Whether yeah. I up in the training brief and, you know, present some sort of research backed new way for us to make an impact or not. For sure. So I think that's fair. And that's due end of next week and we'll get to that when we when we start actually like passing stuff out. Yep. You gotta plan the command picnic. And next month, love a last minute command picnic. Do you give that a high or a low? I give that a super low because yeah. end of next month. I love how you said last minute. That's not last minute to me. Oh, no. Okay, so low priority command picnic. I know that those matter. They're not mission essential. And honestly, like the difference between an amazingly executed command picnic and like a mediocrely executed command picnic is not that much for me. That's fair. I will also say, though, like, if you go into this kind of thing where, hey, you know, God forbid you actually have a good time, you might have some fun. So if there is a little bit of effort put into a command picnic, it can actually pay dividends. I also think sometimes the people who have the interest and capacity and enthusiasm for being really good at planning that stuff. Yeah. That doesn't have anything to do with your rank. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like. and we miss out on that a ton. <laughs> like a ton. Okay, so updating emergency contacts ahead of hurricane season. High or low priority? A high priority, two days out for dew point. Touch point is Divo himself, so this was just like, this is a high priority. Yeah, I gave that a high priority because I feel like it's definitely one of those things that's going to end up on the nobody goes home until their infast is updated. Exactly. That was, uh, that, and that was the only high priority part of it for me, <laughs> to be honest. Was, it was like, like mission essential? No. This is, a, this is more of like, uh, okay, I got to get this thing done because otherwise it's like, where's the thing? Yeah. It ends up being just one of those like admin nice to haves. Yeah. And no shade at admin nice to haves. I'm a supply officer. My life is admin nice to haves. But like when it comes down to letting my sailors go do like emergency things, medical appointments, like they're like if they have a cat creator at home, they can update their MFAS. Like yeah. or we can just like put people in a line and just like run it running through a computer this Maybe, is like high priority but like chill <laughs> this is a to go with the sports analogy this is like steph curry hitting a bucket to go up two points like this is easy you can get an extra two points in the game you might not be finishing it but it's like ah sweet really, it's easy points real, these real, are easy really points you went up on three it three point percentage that's right yeah good nailed job. it easy points <laughs> went up went up in the game okay stock check you have to do some kind of stock check for deployment, non-essential supplies to know where we're at. Do you give that a high or a low? A low priority. Exo is probably going to remind me about it. <laughs> yeah. I also gave that a low priority. I feel like two supply officers being like a stock check. Sure. 
But also, like, it says non-essential supplies. There's no indication in this that we're, like, deploying tomorrow. So I just feel like we got to get it done. Sure. XO cares. Fine. But, like, keep things in perspective. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Again, this goes back to the other point where it's like, okay, XO, you gave me ten things. That is, I literally almost crossed it off. So. <laughs> I literally almost just said, if he doesn't tell me the second time, I'm going to ignore it. (laughs) I had a CMC who was like that. Literally. (laughs) Like, he would say it to your face. He'd be like, the first time you tell me stuff, I just literally don't do it. I wait until you tell me again. Because if you don't ever tell me again, then it wasn't ever important. And that is salty. Salty as all get out, but also, like, why even be a Master Chief if you can't do things like that? Okay. Field exercise report. You got a field exercise report to bring in. Drafted by tomorrow. But only to XO. High or low? Yeah, so field X after action. This is an, another annoying thing. Mm. It's end of business tomorrow. It's only going to the XO. XO is going to be annoying about it. <laughs> um, it's low priority, but it needs to get done. This is, I think, this is a good test that can be delegated out. Oh no! See, we're gonna disagree because I have me doing the field X report. Can't wait. Okay, next up is the joint training exercise plan. Do you go high or low for that? I went low three months out. Oh my gosh, I went high! Oh, okay. You have to coordinate with all sorts of other units, and if it's joint, then you know that somebody oh, with like, stars right, is enough. gonna that's be a, like, that's a great point. I want, like, like, what is it? As somebody who's Pacific. done RIMPAC. RIMPAC, there yeah. you go. As somebody who's done joint training, it sucks, and that's a great point. There's um, so many stars just that, barreling down on you. I will say, though, I still actually am going to stand by low <gasps> because I've done so much joint stuff where it's like, hey, yeah, there's a first lieutenant in the army who owes me something about helos. <laughs> and, like, it's just going to be like a, ah, okay, yeah. yep, I, I can get my stuff up to speed on that as best I can. But it's still going to be probably relatively low at low priority because it's such a it's such a circus yeah. getting through those things. But I still, still I stand leave, by it. I'm still going to leave it as high. There's a lot of moving parts, and the risk for like something bad happening or embarrassing happening is really high. There's usually a lot of equipment and people, which means like money. That's fair. So I I'm going to leave it as high, but okay. I, I I get it. All right, you got to plan a wardroom team building event. Oh, this is low priority. <laughs> so <This> low. <laughs> this is like. I was already thinking of what poor Jo that I can pawn this off on. <laughs> you are the Jo. No, I'm. It's the handiest. The juniorist, yeah. junior. This is office. Uh, but I put it in low, as like my standards for this are very low. Again, I think the quality of thing that you pull off here is like. Oh, you pulled off some sort of like very fancy escape room. Nobody cares. You're not landing on the moon. No. This is This is like hangout time with your skipper in yeah. a Hawaiian shirt. You Why just... do they always wear Hawaiian shirts? <laughs> First off, they're comfortable. <laughs> but no, I think yeah, a- absolutely. This is like like not like not Apollo 37 or something here. Like okay. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's just whatever. And then after that, you've got, there's a mission report. What is this? Mission report, but this is going to the Commodore. Yeah. Audit the recent mission report. High or low? Oh, Zay. Yeah, I had two up arrows. I had like super high. It's going off ship, outside <clears throat> the lifelines. 
Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Never good. <laughs> Never good. Yeah. Super uh, high. Yeah, this is, <laughs> Your this first is high. Clue. <laughs> That's why when I was talking earlier, like, especially at our first, this was one of the first ones that I thought of specifically when I dropped my, like, the training protocol brief due at the end of next week from a high to a low priority was, like, I got to get something drafted and ready for the Commodore. Yeah. Like, three days. Yeah. This is, this is the high priority stuff for me. For sure. All right, after that, you have an equipment list that's due tomorrow to supply. Poor supply. Poor supply for deployment. Yeah, this is this is this is the supply officer in me showing. <laughs> this is actually high priority. I also said hi. All the sos out there like get stuffed. Yeah, get stuffed, nerds. <laughs> Nobody cares about your supply. And so, here's why sos. This should be high priority because if you're actually one of the divisions or departments that does get your stuff to us and then magically you start getting things weird (laughs) weird how that works there's a there's a professional courtesy to it and i feel like some of it ends up being somebody's scrambling at the last minute to get all their stuff and then either funding's already obligated or there just isn't enough lead time yeah whatever that's always my thing is the lead time yep which is like if you do it now you'll get the stuff in a couple of weeks. If you do it in a couple of weeks, you'll get the stuff a couple of weeks after that. And, like, for the most part, supply can't fix that. So if it's stuff that you need, right? Like, then the sooner the better. Yeah. And I left this as high pride just because, like, they have their own internal processes, like you said, like, obligating funding. And also there's, like, things that are internal to other divisions on the ship like that. I guess it's the professional courtesy you talked about, which is, like, that person is probably getting yelled at because they don't have something done because you don't have something done. And it's, like, if you can build inroads, especially with, like, supply, exec, medical. Yeah. Like, that stuff, I feel like, almost always comes back in a good way. For sure. And that's a great point, too. I think one of my other thought processes on this is, like, we have 10 priorities that are 10, 10 taskers that we're working through at various priority levels. None of this is being performed in a vacuum. And what I mean by that is that the supply officer also is receiving a lot of these taskers to run through on his own. Yeah. Or her own. Uh, and for that point, it's like, hey, you know, if if it's a high priority for you or a low priority for you, but it was a high priority for the supply. There's a inherent incongruency that is like, hey, once it becomes a hot ticket item for you, that might have already passed, or they might not be willing to work with you at this point. Like they're mm-hmm. like, you know what? That's right. fine. I'm gonna let you just go ahead and stand before the XO instead. Oh, man. That's when your name ends up on the supply slide of like, yeah. the, like the daily brief, and it's like, why'd you throw me under the bus? And you're like, I tried not to. Yeah. And that goes in, it's not just supply that does that. It goes in For all sure. directions. I guess yeah. to mess up and not get stuff to, like, end all the time. Or Chang, whatever you guys call them on the surface. Chang, yeah. And same thing. And it would be like, why is your stuff on their slide? And be like, uh, because I messed this up real bad. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and that's that's exactly it. So it's that goes to, like, the interpersonal dynamics, the, the professional courtesy to work with the other the leaders. Because, yeah, you, you got to get that stuff done. And if you burn those bridges, it's just going to come back and bite you. Yeah. So definitely a high priority. 
Yeah. All right, last, you've been tasked with some sort of comm system. I don't know what kind of demo this person is. They're just getting like... This is Kamo. Oh, is, why is Kamo doing all or Whatever, it doesn't matter. I don't know who Kamo is. I assumed it was Kamo <laughs> because they're planning a wardroom meeting and doing comm stuff. <laughs> and they uh, have an equipment list to supply. Look at us. Yeah. By accident. Okay, so next week you owe three COAs to the CO about a comms plan. High or low? High priority. Don't put in the throwaway koa. <laughs> Don't ever put in a throwaway koa. Your Amen. CO will pick the throwaway koa. Guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I put high priority just because, like, ultimately, stuff that is due to the CO, especially if it's going through the XO, that is, like, for real your chance to make an impression on obviously to to you at that point the most influential person on your career like the person signing your papers and if it's really for a comms plan for deployment that is like actually mission critical so from both like a mission standpoint and an office politics standpoint this is something you need to get right for sure i like the office politics component but more importantly yeah it's i think it's it's the mission component for it your CEO is stressed about it. Your CEO is worried about it. She needs reassurance that this needs to be done and done right and would like options. And yeah, like this is a mutually beneficial component. You do good on this. That elevates your consideration and just as not, you know, like, ooh, so-and-so's jockeying for, you know, the EP. No, I hate how people, like, parse that stuff out where it's one or the other. It's like, no, you can have multiple things be true. This is a good opportunity for you to shine. Yeah, it can be important. And also, if you only get to be, like, the briefer for a couple of things a year, and this is your shot at that, shoot your shot. Yeah. Take that Steph Steph Curry (laughs) 3. Okay. So who are we tasking with all this stuff? We have 10 taskers. We can task either ourselves, our chief, which if you're not Navy is like an NCO. E7 and above. Yeah, E7 and above. Like you're you're senior enlisted with whatever your division, platoon, whatever is. Your LPO, which is usually someone who's like just below that NCO rank. But it, they usually have like 10 years in. They're like an E6. Like, they, they are the person under the chief who's, like, running stuff. And then anyone else in your division, right? This is stuff that you're tasking out to junior folks because it doesn't require necessarily that, like, level of expertise. All right, so who gets the training brief? It's low. It's due the end of next week. You called it low. I called it high. Yeah, I did call it. <laughs> this goes back to the point of this isn't in a vacuum. I would probably give this to like a hot runner, somebody who might be an LPO soon or putting on first class E6 or potentially your your LPO themselves. I know that in the grid system that falls under kind of a high impact, long lead time, but I consider end of next week, it's Monday right now. You consider end of week a long lead time? Okay. We're calling that a long lead time. So you're giving this to an LPO. I don't think low, like <laughs> long lead time doesn't necessarily mean that this is going to be six months in time. A long lead time is is variable as well. That's fair. 
I looked around and I was trying to like smooth out who I gave all of these to so that I wasn't piling everything on my chief, which is my inclination is to just pass all of my tasks directly to my chief and let them handle it. But I actually kept the training brief. I thought about what that would look like and I was like, well, it's high priority to me. That's like a high price, impacts a lot of people. And I thought about my skill set and I was like, I can knock this out with like less effort than it would take a lot of other people. And I had end of week written down. Maybe it's it. Oh, it's not. It's, oh, no, it's end of this of, week. Oh, okay. Five days. We got end it. of this week. We got five right. days. And I was like, ugh. I, my thought process was like, if I do give it to like that hot runner, I'm going to have to look it over. Sometimes it's easier just to like like snipe the task than to look at somebody else's version and like walk them through it so i took it myself i took i took the the training brief and i understand that especially based off of my misreading of <laughs> end of next week this week artist this is artisanal leadership here it's bespoke bespoke artisanal leadership i i know it's the end of this week i still stand by my lpo on this because for me like the training protocol component of this might fall a little bit out of my expertise. And let's be honest, your LPO, your chief, are going to be the subject matter experts within your division. Mm-hmm. So if there are protocols specifically, and you are a JO divo, you need to lean on your senior division leadership, if that's a LPO chief, And yes, I understand that this is a short lead time, five days, however it may be. But that doesn't necessarily mean that for this specific topic, that is a short window for your LPOs specifically. That's fair. All right, Command Picnic, who'd you give it to? Going back to actually to Hot Runner, I would like to see some planning from them next month. Lots of time. Lots of time. Lots of time for them to come up with something. Because I feel like I could walk in and be like... Hot Runner LPO, the start of next week, I want to have a discussion on a command picnic. Come up with a plan, come up with a team that you would like to see, and let's talk about it. Yeah, I put this in my anyone category, same thing. Yeah. Just like someone with enthusiasm, and then they need a mentor. Like they need someone who's seen a couple command picnics, like no. Oh, yeah. Like someone who knows what can go wrong. <laughs> my fondest memory was like somebody who showed up, it was me with like raw chicken and was gonna like grill the chicken but it wasn't parboiled so you had to like oh, legit yeah. cook it so it took like an hour hour you had and a temp half everything too yeah temp everything before you could serve it it was like a disaster and it was like any food service person who'd been awake for like 90 days would have been like this needs to be parboiled so that all we're really doing is like putting stripes on it and heating it up on the grill because then we can just like serve people Boom. and that's the kind of thing that's like Book learning ain't going to get you there. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing what the minimum temperature for chicken is is yeah. not going to get you there. <laughs> yeah, so I put that as anyone, but like with, with you know, SME oversight. Emergency contacts. We got to like rapid these. Chief. I also had that as chief. I think yeah. that's just like, that's how it is. Chief yeah. is going to hound everybody and hold them until liberty because you need it. You just need it done. Like you just, you just need it done. Yep. Uh, stock check. Anyone in the division. I, you know, tag somebody up. Yep, same. Anyone in the division. That doesn't require significant subject matter expertise. It's something that can be looked over by somebody slightly more senior before it's, like, passed off to whoever. And a good chance for them to practice the skills of 
checking their equipment, checking, checking whatever else. For sure. Field exercise report. <laughs> Considering this is a recent field ex, and I know that there was an after action uh, review done on this, I originally thought, hey, reach out to Chief. Hey, where's that AAR at? But this is going to be a you thing, I think. This is low priority. It's due tomorrow. Just crank it out. Yeah, I also have this as me. You can find that after action somewhere on the share drive. Yeah. I can type up a page or two without a lot of oversight, without a lot of, like, trying to sync with other people. Just, For sure. Just knock it out, get it right. And, like, this feels like an admin thing, which yep. is, like, it's a lot of our role. It's, like, type up the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> type it up, email it. Easy day. All right, joint training exercise plan. A low priority still. This is me. I forgot you gave that a low priority. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'd still take ownership on this one just because, like, I mean, it's the herding cats thing. It is always a pain in the butt to reach out to other services. They're doing their own things. You don't understand how they operate. They don't understand how you operate. Just having eyes on it and being able to, like, raise a hand when you need to is going to be huge. So I gave this to my LPO because okay. I was like, there are a lot of moving parts here, which means it's a super good learning opportunity. And three months is a good amount of time. Where, like, if I talk with Chief and I say, look, I'm going to give this to the LPO, but I'm going to help make any connections if they, like, aren't answering the LPO's email and they just need, like, the weight of a commission. Sure. You know, like, I can, like, that's fine. But I think a lot of that can be done by the LPO, overseen by me or, like, mentored, whatever. And that is, like, money experience for an up-and-comer. I agree with that. My only thought process on that, you had to walk a really fine line between micromanaging that LPO to get all that tasking done. Mm. And again, some of these weird inter-service relations and everything else, there might need to be a little bit more direct action on it. So that was my only reasoning. Because I, I agree with you, I had initially thought LPO, mm. but I was just like, eh, it's such a weird wrangling of the cats. That was my only thought for it. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right, team building exercise. <laughs> calling up the George and telling them that they need to do this. Yeah, calling up another officer. Like, yeah. whoever the most junior officer is and be like, this seems like your problem. For and other if services, it's you, I'm so sorry. Yeah, for other services, that's uh, J-O-R-G, junior officer requiring guidance. The most junior officer on board. Yeah, I think this is like a, hey, come up with something and then... Let me know what we're doing. And then, like, if it's absolutely dumb, then it's like, okay, no, give me your other options. (laughs) Yeah, it can't can't be, like, all of us skydiving. Mission report. Rapid fire. Who's getting it? I actually put as a joint option. Ooh, joint option. Let's hear it. Uh, This requires, I think, chief, senior chief, and officer hand on this. All khaki on deck. All khaki. Yeah. Khaki is E7 and above and officers. Just because, I mean, this is this is going off ship more than just yourself. Because, like, obviously, sure, your Commodore now may think that you're an idiot if you <laughs> hose this up. But also, your Commodore is going to be like, wow, that skipper, I'm a strongest. Or whatever. Like, you're going to reflect directly on your ship CO, your command CO. This just needs to be... This needs to be right, so you need the accuracy component from your chief, which has that subject matter expertise, and you need to make sure that this is done timely and is handed over to the EXO directly. Yeah, and I know that it's like due in three days, but I took that as due in three days to the Commodore, 
which means really you need it by like close of business today because EXO is going to want to read it. They've got chops. They need to get the CO who's got chops. Like you have to think about the fact that this is going through layers before it leaves the ship, which means you're on a much tighter deadline than the actual three days. Yeah. Like you got to knock this out for sure. I had the same thought process where it was like, you got to walk this back because this isn't, I get to submit this at, 1400 on Commodore at Navy.mil. I'm just like sending it. Yeah. <laughs> no oversight. <laughs> Dear Commodore, here is my audit. Love Divo. Love Divo. All right. Equipment list. Do tomorrow. This one out to my chief. Yep. Same. Send it to the chief. I think that's something that a chief can oversee. And I think I would give it to chief with like the caveat, the, the asterisks that they bring someone else in. Sure. Like, Task it to an LPO, task it to a hot runner E5, totally fine, but on the chief. Yeah. Just because of the short deadline. Just screen it. Yeah. Yep. Make sure that we're good to go. Make, especially, like, I mean, that deployment list isn't just, like, the, the must-haves. That could be, like, nice to have, so you do need to have that other component that you're talking about where you're bringing in other eyes, where it's, like, the LPO who's, like, hey, by the way, remember how much life sucked when we didn't have this thing? And it was, like, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So, like... Getting the opinions of the people who use the equipment. Yeah. It's a game changer. <laughs> I don't go, know. It should go without saying, but I mean, it's amazing that it doesn't. I mean, so I mean, I was a food service officer, and I knew all of my equipment, and I knew when my equipment was down for maintenance or, sure. you know, whatever. But it's different being the person who's like, oh, we only have one oven or one mixer today versus, like... My poor, poor culinary specialists who are trying to still crank out meals at, like, yeah. the rate and quality that the rest of the crew needs for morale with half the equipment. Yeah. Like it's one thing to know it intellectually. It's just not the same as being the person who's trying to, to, to do right. it. Comms plan. Last, did we already... Did, is that, no, comms plan. Last thing. Who'd you give it to? Uh, this is another dual aspect <gasps> that I had, too, for me. You know, this is... Again, I, you know, bringing in the component of the subject matter expert... And recognizing that you might not be that's me. That's okay. That's why you have other people here. But, like, remember that it's your team against the problem. And you got to do that together. So bringing in a senior leader who's actually the subject matter expert on that comm status. Because, like, say they do put out that throwaway COA. And your CO was not an ops or, you know, webs comm systems kind of person say they were an inch and they're like sure that one sounds great and it's like that's a terrible idea <laughs> <laughs> so you need to really bring in somebody who's who's got a few reps under their belt yeah i gave the comms plan to my lpo i was like coming up with a plan for the equipment for whatever to the person who does it the most with like oversight from chief I think that's how you skip the throwaway COA because no LPO who wants to preserve their sanity is going to throw in some ridiculous plan. Mm. And I think developing COAs, developing like briefs like that, that's a skill. You don't like quote unquote need it to become a chief. It's not like on the exam or whatever, but yeah. you want a chief who's like got some reps and sets on that. Sure. And you've got until the, this is to your point way back when, this is, you've got until the end of next week, which means like you can give all week solidly to the LPO and be like, bring me three plans by Friday before you go on Liberty. 
And then you and Chief can like take 20 minutes, look at them, talk with the LPO next week, and you can have a really solid plan. You can also talk the LPO through, this is why we changed this, this is a better way to brief this. Now you have an LPO who the next time you need something like that is a little bit more prepared, mm. right? I tried so hard to push as many of these down as yeah, I could. That's um, a great point. One, because I think the terminal problem with a lot of chiefs and officers is they just do it themselves. They're like, yeah. you know what? I'll just do it myself. I'll it's too hard. It yeah, that's It's too hard point. to explain it. It's too hard to provide oversight. I'll just do it myself. And then they end up at work for like 18 hours a day. They're burnt out. They're miserable. They're divorced. Like, I hate to put all of that in one basket, but sure. like those things all feed each other. And it's scary to be like, this comms plan is going to the CO. I'm going to give it to an E5. Yeah, that's a good point. But that's the only way they learn. And also, even if what they turn up is not particularly actionable, working from anything is easier than working from nothing. And then they learn and they do better. And I had to do less work. And my chief had to do less work. And you have, where you have like one devo and one chief, you have depending on how it's all set up, like one or two LPOs or like LPO ready people. Yeah. And then several people under that, which means like if you can assume the risk of being willing to hand stuff to like E6, E5, E4, right? On down, they will get more meaningful work. Everyone else will spend more of their time actually doing admin and mentorship, which is what they should be, and leadership, which is what they should be doing. The junior people will be doing work that is more meaningful and interesting, which is also something that they want. They don't just want to be automatons. Correct me if I'm wrong, folks. Might be wrong here. That's always been my impression is they yeah. want they want real tasking that like means something. They sure. want training. They want to do well. But it requires like it requires an iron stomach. It requires like I'm not gonna micromanage this. I'm not gonna ask how it's going every five minutes. I'm just gonna like chill, wait to see what they come up with and work from there. That's a great point. I really like that a lot, actually. Yeah, that's a great point. Like, one of my big things when I went into this this thought experiment, too, was that, like, be cautious, Taryn, of, of taking on too much in this role. Uh, you need to be able to trust the people around you. I will say, like, at least with regards to the, the comm status scenario for me, and I, I think it's important to also note for this grid pattern, too, which I think is a very valuable tool. I really like it. You're already married to me. You don't have to sell it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I really do like this. But the only the only catch on this that it, for me that I would talk about is remember that this doesn't exist in isolation. That a tasker to the LPO or a tasker to the divo or to your chief, however it may pan out, there's bleed over of those lines where for me, like the comm status, three options, that's really like who's leading this? My CO specifically is concerned. She has stress related to this in advance of our upcoming deployment. This needs a good steady hand for the subject matter expertise, but we're going, you're going to be taking in inputs. It's not just the, the chief, and in this case, the chief and the, the divo acting in isolation. They're going to also still be getting inputs from other components of the division. So it's not like Chief and Divo sit down with a pen and paper and be like, okay, Chief, let's write our comms plan. It's like, hey, let's review what worked in the past. Let's come up with the best strategy. Let's talk to people who are end users, 
And so there was a little bit, at least in my mindset when I went through this, where it was like that's uh, the conversation that you're talking about. But I really, really like empowering your your junior personnel to be able to give them the opportunity to shine. Like you got enough time right now. Let's let's give some people some some room to run. Yeah, and uh, and the the other thing which is coming up in a in a soon to be not to plug myself but in a one of the next newsletters is you also have to think about like what is the biggest constraint because my thing is when you task everything to like the chief and then they've also got stuff going on in the mess and they've got stuff going on in their per- like their people they got stuff going on in their personal For life sure. and it's like if that's the choke point and you're tasking them with. 30 hours worth of stuff every 24 hours, stuff is going to get dropped. And yeah. so part of being willing to assume that risk is you have to see what has to be done at this level. And based on the available amount of like time, energy, focus, emotional capacity, what do we just like either have to cut completely and tell XO, whoever, like this just can't be done on this schedule or what do we have to pass down? And then obviously if you're passing this stuff down to junior people, especially, you have to be looking at the watch bill and their regular drumbeat to make sure that you're not saying, oh, do maintenance for nine hours a day and also do this other thing because that's all that's gonna do is stress your people out. Which actually is another really great point that we haven't brought up at all too, in my opinion, is, is having that that intestinal fortitude to to go back to your XO or senior leader and be like, XO, I know this is my tasker. I need more time on this. I couldn't make this deadline based on XYZ. Oh, I have one of those coming up too. <laughs> Perfect. But I mean, being able to talk to that though, it's just yeah. like, hey, you know, I know you really needed your recent field X after action. That fell to the wayside because I was working on the comms plan for the CO, and I felt that was our priority. I think, not to step on the toes of the other thing I'm going to write, but I think a lot of it goes to, before you let something go to the wayside, just be like, look, I have this many hours and whatever else. I can either do this or that, and I need you to speak to which one's a priority, and then help me either with more resources to get the other one done. And time is a resource, so an extended deadline is in that. Or... I need you to just be understanding that I'm going to like manage this best I can. And I think most, because we're calling most anything over 50%, most of the, the leaders that I worked with, if you were early and upfront about that, would have been very understanding, especially if it was not something going. Like you use this and you say like, look, the low priority thing here is the team building exercise or the field X report. And it's like, yeah. if it's only going to your desk, then I need an extra day because look at all this other stuff. And if you can show them, this is how I'm delegating, these are the things I've prioritized, this is the deadlines I'm working on, and you can show them that you've thought through it, and you, you're you not asking for a resource because you haven't planned, or you're lazy, or whatever. Yeah, it's not like you're sitting there going like, hey, I was playing Pokemon Snap, or something like that in the background. You know, like... Don't hit on the snap. <laughs> Yeah, I think if you can show them that you've done all of that work and you just still need, like, a little give, I think most leaders are ready to give that. Agree. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been really fun. I hope the discussion and disagreement kind of helps illuminate how this is meant to be a framework and a process, not 
an answer, right? This isn't the SAT or the ACT or whatever those tests are called now. It's not multiple choice where one is right and the others are wrong. There's give and take here. You're going to have to get to know your team. It's possible that some of our differences are based on how we think of LPOs and chiefs because we've had different experiences with them and the same will be true for you. But if you work through this and you have ideas, please feel free to put them in the comments or email me. It's available on my Substack. And I would love to see how different people think through this problem. Every different version of this helps people grow in their understanding of how to implement these tools and be better leaders. So thank you for joining. And if you liked this, please share with other leaders that you think would find it useful. And let me know by either liking the episode or shooting me a message here or on Instagram so that I know what you'd like to hear and learn about.